Hello, residents of Meeple Town. This is Dean. Johnny College. And today we're going to be looking at the top five SM releases after we do a review of Snedonia. So thanks for joining us for episode number 25. some galoshes dressed like a rain cloud why are you dressed like a rain cloud dean because we've had our first rain in about a year dude it has been i don't know about y'all but in tennessee it has not rained for weeks and everything has turned brown and my grass is all dead and finally the heavens have opened up and there is a glorious shower it's because dean is wearing his lucky galoshes Nothing. I get to insert the uh, crickets chirping. Oh, nothing. Sound sound bit again. Why you got to stare at me like that, dude? (laughs) I don't have lucky galoshes. I don't know what to respond to. Um, Are you glad it's raining, though? Yeah, absolutely. It's it's nice. It also is cooling down the weather because it's October, and we've had 100-degree weather in October. It's been crazy. Yeah. It's been crazy. Yeah, I just, like, took down my swimming pool. And it's in October. That's how hot it's been, yeah. for real. But I think it's going to not be this cool going on the rest of the week, but it'll be a little better. A little better. A little better. A little better is better than no better. <laughs> you can quote <laughs> Dean on that one. Let's talk about a poll. How about that, Dean? Yeah, let's do that. Do you want some more um, phrases from Dean before we get started or just jump right into it? Um, Any more quotes you want? I never want to hear another quote from you again. <laughs> All right. Was that mean? I mean, my quote was, it was accurate. A little better is better than no better. I don't even remember what it was, and you just said it a second ago. <laughs> yep, poll time. Poll time. All right, so I wrote in this last poll, out of these, which influences you the most when deciding to purchase a new game? Now, there's only four choices that were allowed on Twitter. There's some other things. Actually, there was another one I was going to put on there, but whenever I did the poll, I totally forgot the <laughs> forgot it, so I just slid something else in there. Yeah. Um, so, out of these, Dean. Okay. Uh, which influenced you the most when you're trying to purchase a new game? Well, what do you think Meepletown thinks? Publisher? Reviewer or reviewers? Designer? Or the BGG rating? I would say rating is probably the lower one on there. All right. Here's what I have. You're going to try to get it in order? Like, you're not even going to try to guess the top one. You're like, you know what? I'm going to nail all four of these in order, baby. I feel like I'm on um, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? And so I like have to talk through all the options. So He clo- he was closing his eyes and touching the top of his nose <laughs> a second ago. Like, thinking. Nose. Yeah. I, was, I really wish that Meepletown could have seen that. Uh, okay. He's so doing it put, again. I'm going to say that's the lowest one on there if I had to guess. Eh. What? Yep. It's That's not. not right. Oh, okay. I'm thinking, you're not saying new games. You're saying... Oh, I am. I'm saying what influences the most when you're purchasing a new game. Okay. That was not the lowest. The That's BGG not rating the, was not the lowest. Not that the game is new. No. But that it's I'm a new I'm just saying new when you're going to go buy a game. 
Okay. When you're purchasing a new game, <laughs> get back to rubbing my nose. And look, and, and, the, and the reason we're going to be talking later in this episode about our top five games we're most excited about um, that's coming out of Essen. So I, that's what made me think. I was been thinking about this stuff. Like, what makes you? What makes me? I was thinking about myself. What really gets me excited? Do I really go for the designer or for the publisher, for the reviewer, for the BGG rating? Do I go one that thing I didn't put on here that I wish I would have was like watching gameplay videos. That was the one I actually was going to put on there, but I forgot it, and then I threw the BGG rating on there. I got you. Um, okay, so I'm going to say... This is taking a, a BGG, really long time. I'm going to say BGG rating is the last one. <laughs> it's actually mean. really... It was only 3% difference between this and something else. All right, I would say um, people would want to know what we think, right? So I, that's that's the number one? That's the, the reviewer? So you think that's the... You think? You think? Well, no, I don't. It's incorrect. That's okay. Can I let me just publisher? Publisher's number one. No, I mean <laughs> designer. Number designer. Four. Number... <laughs> not very wow, good at this. this was a bad one for you, Dean. You weren't even close. How embarrassing! You swung and missed <laughs> repeatedly on that one. I think uh, that you should just go out of this room right now and I just I swap your back a, with something. If I kept rubbing my eyes, I was gonna get it. You made me stop rubbing my eyes and my nose. So, all right, let's hear it. Let's all right, so it. the least. At 10% is Publisher. Okay. The next at 13% was BGG Rating. Okay. The third, uh, second place, sorry, is Reviewer or Reviewers. And the number one is Designer. Interesting. Let me ask you this now. Okay. What would yours be out of that list? I don't know. That's a tough one for me, I think. I would say probably... Uh, it's kind of a combination. I would say my BGG rating would probably be lower down on there, mm-hmm. but a lot of that has to do with the fact that I've already gone through the phase of trying <laughs> most of the top 100 games, right? So, like, at this gotcha. point, what I'm looking at games, most of them So are you don't new. go on BGG and it says 7.8 and you get, yeah, I'm getting that game because it's really high? Not at all. Not really. Yeah. No. Me neither. Not at this point, but I did. I used to be that way yeah. a lot. I would say more so now I'm influenced by publisher and designer somewhere. And I don't know which one's first. But So if designer was close to the top, why didn't you even mention it? You just didn't think Meeple Town would guess that? I just or thought I was unique. <laughs> I thought, you thought you were special? I thought I was special. I thought that I was different. Oh, boy. Apparently, I'm not. Oh, boy. Okay, so for me, without a doubt, it's designer. Like, I, if there's a designer that I like and they're coming out with a game, I gener- I mean, I, it's pretty much right on my radar. I want it. If it's a designer that I really like. Publishers can be hit or miss, but some are not. Yeah. There are certain publishers that I do really like, and I'm pretty confident in um, most of their games that they come out with, but there's also some that are hit or miss. I would actually say that probably design. I think I would be really similar to, except for I would flip flop publisher and BGG rating. I think I would say designer one, reviewer or reviewers number two, and it's because for me, I have made connections like <laughs> uh, online digital connections with certain reviewers to where like I go, what he or she likes, I like generally, and so yeah, yeah. and so so I do. There are a few people that if I know a game's coming out. I'll go look at what their thoughts are and have a pretty good idea of whether I like it or not. Yeah, that makes sense. And then BGG rating, I'm agree with you. There's games that are rated eights or, you know, especially when they're first coming. That's the problem. The problem with BGG rating, especially when it's, if it's a new game, it's just, it can be all over the place yeah. at the beginning. And that's, and that's why I didn't have that as my top one, just because of that very reason. Yep. Yeah. And so, so there are games that are rated high that I don't 
And then there are also games that are rated maybe a seven, which isn't super high that I like really like. So yeah. it's, you know, but publishers, there are a few that I really, really like and I'm down with. So anyway, do you know why I'm Johnny College? Uh, no. Because I have hung out with college kids, students, sorry, I say kids and that's not true. College students a lot lately and Dean works with college students. Mm-hmm. I have a question, Dean. Yeah. Do you feel younger when you're around college age students? I absolutely feel older when I'm around. You old. <laughs> Yeah. You old. Yep. I am. And I'm reminded of it all the time. Like the the language that I use, old man language apparently, and I try to use hip, cool language. It doesn't work. Yeet. Ye- yep. Do you use that word? No, I don't. Yeah. Me I don't, I've heard that word, but I don't know what it means. I don't know. Maybe I just cussed. <laughs> Every, everything's fam now. It's a family friendly show. It's fam friendly. That's what the, the kids are saying. Really? Uh, fam. Hey, fam. Can I look up what yeet means? <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Let's see, or make sure you simply means it's a way to express oh, excitement. No, yeet. Is, yeah. So it's a way to express excitement. So that's cool. I all am right, right on. to talk about this next game, dude. I've been playing. For, yeah. All right. That's that's a way to segue it in, baby. Hey, college students that listen to this show, don't don't shut us off because we're lame. Because we're not lame. I actually think that I feel younger around college students. Some, like n- there are times whenever obviously I go wow I don't like I am 15 20 years removed from college where I go okay I don't understand but there's also like an excitement like old people like there's a lot of you know I'm talking about me I'm talking about us we old you know I'm but I'm for real where there's just this sometimes lack of enthusiasm and stuff for life <laughs> oh my goodness we have I going I'm going down within 2 minutes <laughs> Turned off all old and young people from our podcast. <laughs> I included myself in old, though. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to okay. move into talking about the game. I better just stop right there. That I, I think to. there's a rain cloud coming over this episode right now. <laughs> all right. So I'm going to talk about a game that I've been playing lately. How about that? Jump into oh, that. Yeah, do whatever you Maybe want. Maybe we'll bring everyone else back. I'm yeet to listen to what you're going to say. <laughs> oh, dear. All right, fam. So I got to play, uh, I got to play Carnival of Monsters. <laughs> recently with john with college students (laughs) hey and we've talked about this game on the the episode i'm pretty sure i talked about it and i explained some problems i had but i still like the game yep and i'm here to say i'm wrong yeah that john was wrong about that i get what he was saying so carnival of monsters since john's already talked about it you can go back and listen to that episode but essentially it's, it's straight up card drafting game where you're trying to catch monsters and uh that's it like you're you have to collect the lands to be able to get them and then collect the monsters and there's some other rules along with that but it's it's pretty much you know seven wonders-esque or you know one of those types of games where you're just drafting cards and john's big complaint on the game was that if i remember right john correct me if i'm wrong but your issue was that you can that last round can kind of be a wash where you're not necessarily getting bigger monsters, but and you wanted to be able to get big monsters at the end of the game. No, that wasn't it necessarily. It was mostly the fact that, <clears throat> and I understand. So I'll just interject for just a moment. Dean has played this game with the with five players, which in my five player playthroughs have gone really well in this game. Okay. I had an issue when I was playing with two to three players where there were several times where I actually got, I think, I think like three or four monsters came out and like, so the other 16 cards, not 16, but the other, you know, what, 15 cards were all land cards. Yeah. Or, or like gain a 
token, monster danger token, or whatever, which isn't that big of a deal if there ain't any monsters out there. You know? Right, right. By the end of the game, what you mostly want to be doing is collecting the victory point cards, I would imagine, and monsters, like big monsters that you can get into your lands. So I can see that being a frustration, but again, I've only played this five player and it wasn't an issue for me so much. The, the first round was kind of rough because I had to take some monsters that yeah. I didn't really want to, I had to uh, take them into the keep, but... Uh, I I really enjoyed this game a lot. I like card drafting games. I you know I really enjoy Sushi Go. I love Seven Wonders. This one's fantastic. I I really really want to uh, dive more into this one. But it, it's one that's if you if you like drafting games, I really think you should give this one a, a shot. It's a Richard Garfield game, which is a plus. He he kind of knows what he's doing when it comes to card games, right? Mm, I have no who's Richard Garfield. <laughs> Sarcasm, Meeple Town. Sarcasm. Don't burn the radio. <clears throat> All right, that's what I've been playing. Yeah, but I, I still like the game, though. Even whenever I reviewed it on the uh, YouTubes, I thought, yeah, it's, it's still a good game. All right, so a game that I have been playing lately, is that what you're wanting to know, Dean? I would love to know. Because I lost my place, and so I'm just trying to fill it in right now to think of. I didn't actually pull it up. Why did I not pull it up? Okay, fine. I'll just go off the top of my head. Cartographers! <laughs> Nothing? No response there? Uh-uh. What you got? Cartographers. <laughs> I just got... Something just happened. Cartographers, a role player tale. Now, let me say this. Um, I am not the biggest roll and write, flip and write guy. Are you, Dean? Uh, yeah, I would, I would say probably not. I like them, but I don't, I don't love them like a That's lot of what people happened. do. That's how I feel like... I don't... Sometimes I don't even like them, actually, but like... I, I, there's very few that are kind of rise to the top of ones that I really enjoy. I say that to say, like, if you really like rolling right games or flipping right games, this one could particularly be good for you. But even though I don't generally like them a whole lot, spoiler alert, Cartographers is very good. I really enjoy this game. In Cartographers, uh, the queen. The queen is wanting to go take over the the. Uh, to take back the northern lands. And as a cartographer, you were going out with her edicts and you were trying to find those lands that she so desires. And you're going to gain reputation based on that. Did it feel like it was thematic to you? That's why I did that, Dean. Did it feel like it was thematic? Right, because Dean has played this as well. Uh, I mean, no. No, no more than like, what patchwork or yeah something like that you know when i i actually felt i played a solo version of this game today for the first time and it felt more thematic and maybe it was because i was by myself and like i kind of thought through like the summer um the spring summer winter excuse me fall and winter and how like you get less um cards in the winter probably because you can't explore as much in the winter because it's winter months and just different things like that and the more i kind of thought through it i thought i kind of feel a little bit more thematic playing it um playing the solo version but anyway i mean basically these cards are getting flipped over and they're giving you uh these um tetris style um cubes that you're going to draw onto cubes no tetris style um polyominoes polyominoes i was going to say that but i was really just thinking of like terrain thank you i don't know why i couldn't think of the word terrain that's <laughs> terrible isn't it it's what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> that you're going to draw onto your board, but you're also going to have different ways you're going to score every single round, which is really, really neat. They have these cards that will be like, you're score this A, B, C, or D, and those change every game. And there's a bunch of, there's it changes every game. The, the 
I, I just cannot talk about cartographers. You get choked up. You like I don't, this game No, it's not. I don't like it that much. <laughs> but, I'm not getting choked up about it. But but anyway, those those edicts that she's going to have or what you're going to score, I mean, uh, those change and they can have all these different combinations and all this kind of stuff. And it's just neat the way that um, that the scoring works in this game. Yeah, yeah. Like Isle of Sky. Yeah, I like that style. I That's... do because like you'll score A and B, then B and C, then C and D, then D and A mm-hmm. to end the game. So you go all the way back to A again. And I, I thoroughly enjoy this game. I'll stop just speaking or I can't, <laughs> I can't even do it again. Uh, oh my gosh, emotional. what's happening he's, right I, now? You can't see him right now, but he's got tears what just is streaming happening? down his face. I am so tongue-tied. <laughs> I can't even talk. All right. All I'm going to say is I'm going to, well, we will have a video of this uh, within a few days, I mm-hmm. think. You of, will. So I, didn't I get will. To join That's the video. true. I'll have a video of this within a few days. And I will say this, that it is maybe my favorite Roll and Ride or Flip and Ride game. It's right up there with Gonshan Clever for me. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed this one too. I thought it was a lot of fun. I would say uh, when we're looking at those games, it's up there. It's, it's definitely the thinkier ones. I might have... I maybe have welcome to higher. I'm not yeah. sure. I'd have to think about it, but I, but I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. I think if you played this solo, you might bump it up for you. I know that, you that like could some very solo well be the stuff. case. Now, the thing that knocks it back just a little bit for me is that I is absolutely Don't. awful at this game. I mean, just terrible. I'm not good at it. Uh, I can vouch for that. Yeah, I was I was really bad. I'm very just bad. But I still enjoy it. I think it's neat. I and you didn't I, like the way you. that you can draw on other people's maps, though. Um. Are you still thinking about that? Well, no, I was because you can. When a monster comes out, you pass it to the player on whatever side it tells you to, and they draw their polyomino Tetris style shape onto your map. I was talking to one of the guys that we played with afterwards. I was talking to him about that after, and I it's not my favorite, but I don't hate it. I didn't hate it. I like it. It's like a challenge. Like, come on, go yeah. ahead and throw some stupid monster on my map. I'm gonna beat you. Yeah, because the thing is. Everybody's getting it at the same time, right? Yep. And so and they all get the same, this not same image, but this the same. Right now, the shape. frustrating part could be if you haven't played with somebody, but like if one of the people hasn't played before, and they don't know the ideal place to put that monster, that's frustrating. Or if you have one person that's nice and they're like, oh, I don't want to hurt them that bad, so I'm not, you know, yeah, they're the worst. So I don't want to play this game with them, but I, I, th- I still, I thought it was fun. There you go. Was that too harsh? Uh, that... You are always harsh. I, uh, quote me again. Nice people are the worst. <laughs> I've Dude, got two good quotes on this on this episode. I think everybody has left the episode at this point. <laughs> nice people, made fun old of people, young, people, young people, made fun of old people, made fun of nice people. You're turning now back, to make fun back of mean on, people. on me. Well, now <laughs> go ahead. Go for it. I just did cartographers. All right. So on uh, this was a couple weeks ago, John or not even a couple weeks ago, uh, John and I hosted a game night, and one of the games that I got to play was 13 Clues, and this is one that John didn't play. I think John, I don't know if you'd like this one or not. This is a... Were you about 13 to Clues? I don't even think you have a clue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, now we have lost That's all I needed. people who That's all I needed to say. like funny things. That's all right, all I needed to say. So, so this is a... Uh, Oh, I thought this was a come on game. I guess it's not. Um, in my mind, I thought that's what it was. Uh, it is. Yeah, I'm sorry. Come on, Limited does this one. Designer is Andre uh, J. Voichu. And this is a deduction game. This is why I think you might not be just totally enamored by this. But Did it you is, deduce that? It is. I might not like it. 
I'm just moving on. It is clue-esque, like as in, you know, the, the normal game. clue game. Yeah, because each person has a person, location, and weapon on their board. And it's shown on the outside of their board. But like Hanabi, you don't know what you have on your board. So you can see everyone else's, but you can't see yours. What you're trying to do is is deduce what yours are. And everyone has a pad of paper that shows a list of all those different things so person location weapons sometimes it, with, with a different player account some some of those columns are taken out so cards are taken out and what you're going to do is you're either going to on your turn take a card from the center look at it and mark that off your sheet to know that that can't be in front of your board or you're going to ask a question like hey john how many uh, how many ranged weapons can you see or something like that and so then John's going to look and see all the ranged weapons and give me a number and then I have to be able to as you're moving around the table doing that you have to be able to deduce now there are, the, when you take your turn you're going to have a clue token at least one clue token but you could have more so you could actually ask several questions on your turn depending on like if i ask you a question i have to hand you a clue token so then you might gather up clue tokens that on your turn you'll be able to take several does it remind you of hanabi several different turns no the i didn't get that play, feeling i mean just at all. i mean some of the mechanics sound similar but the gameplay doesn't yeah no no no, no. but that but that idea for sure yeah that 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 piece of it is a lot like hanabi gotcha but i uh i enjoyed this one i thought it was a lot of fun it was it was a different type of deduction game, and I would say it's not, for sure, not my favorite. Like, it's not up there with Cryptid gotcha. by any stretch, or um, I don't, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones that I really enjoy, but, you know, like the Mr. Jack or any of those, it's not it's not even in that realm at all. But would I still you, think it was Do you fun. think people should look at it? Yeah, I think would so. You if, you like, if you like deduction games, I think you should give it a chance. And I think it's, you know, especially if you have people who really enjoy Clue, um, it's, one, it's not Clue, and two it's there's a lot more going on but it's still like the weight is 1.89 so it's not a heavy game but the deduction is difficult like figuring out what cards you have is is difficult um because you have to you you will have to write notes in this game just to you know okay let me think about how many of these colored cards or this type of card that john sees so you have to keep up with a lot of that but i think it's i think it's fun i actually think my wife would like this one a lot but she was uh, she was not there for that game night, so she didn't get to play this. But anyway, I, I would recommend checking this one out if you like deduction games. There you go. So for our last game that we're going to talk about before we get into our review is Era Medieval Age. Now, this is one that Dean and I have both played multiple times, and there is a YouTube video out on it right now. Um, and so in Era, it is a Matt Leacock game. So, hey, there you go for those pandemic folk out there. But it ain't no cooperative game it is in fact not. you can extort from each other but it's not really that mean but in 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 era medieval age you're going to basically be rolling dice and building cities based on the dice that you roll you're going to get certain resources um and then you're going to put those resources onto your pegboard which is kind of cool the pegboard not hard the, to see i was going to say not the way you look at some of the yeah. iconography but the pegboard itself is cool the idea is cool the idea is cool thanks <laughs> that's right the idea is cool maybe not the best um implementation, implementation. I got that's what i need words. that's what i need i just we need each you. other's sandwiches dang it dang Sen it sentences. Dang. you just messed me that's up a... again 
Now I don't even know what I'm talking about. No, but you but you're taking those dice. You could also do things like extort each other. Like some of the dice have swords on them, some of them have shields. And so if I have more swords, then he has swords. Unless he has shields to block the number of swords I have, then I can take a resource from Dean. Right. So you can. It's not really that mean. Do you feel like it's mean that mean or not really? No. Uh, yeah, I don't either. Um, what because do you about it, the- part of it is like part of it's kind of happenstance whether or not you'll be able to attack somebody. Because yeah. you have to be able to roll the right thing to, to attack them. Yeah. So yes. no, I don't. I don't feel like it's mean. Yeah, because there there's several rounds throughout a game, especially if you're playing just like two players, where no nothing will happen to either player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what do you think? I I like Era <laughs> a lot, and in fact, I thought I had played Roll Through the Ages. This was the um, uh, Era is kind of the the follow up to that game, and. Uh, Roll for the Ages just did not do it for me. I didn't really, really care for that one very much. I haven't played it. But this one, I don't know what it is. It, it just felt different. Part of it could be that I'm super shallow when it comes to really nice components yeah, and nice are. art. And yes, you is. So that could very well be the case. Um, I don't like feeding workers you in games. You get yeet about some components. You know? I, I do get yeet about the components. We're probably totally using that wrong, by the way. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I read something where there may be a vulgar use of that word. Is, so. uh, is it a noun? Is it an? I don't even know. <laughs> I'm ashamed of myself right now. I am too. That's, That's what happens, dude. How old do we sound right now? I don't know. Sound Fam, like, we're sorry. We're sorry that we sound oh so goodness. old right now. That's what's happening. All right, so um, I, I like it. I don't. I don't typically like feeding workers in games, and it's not that I love it in this game. I love that because you still have that. Ah, oh, man, I want to use these, but I have to feed my workers. Um, I guess I'm a very selfish player. <laughs> I just want to do what I want to do, and not have to worry about what feeding people. <laughs> is that? That's it. You is just, that bad? Yeah. It, I don't know. Is that how you feel about your family? I, my fam? Yeah. I, <laughs> yes. You're like, mm, I don't know. Who cares about Oliver tonight? He can. How old is he now? He's four. Four? He can fend for himself. He's four. He can. That's right. So I guess what I'm saying about Era is that initially I didn't think I was going to like it, but then I saw the Era of my ways and ended up enjoying it. That was it. solid, bro. Yeah? yeah? Pretty good? Daddy likey. <laughs> oh, dear. All right. You got anything else you want to know? Well, air? I was just going to say that uh, Meeple Town, I'm not as hype on this one as Dean is. I thought it was uh, okay. Not, not bad. Decent game. Not great. On the YouTube, we actually have um, the ratings and all that stuff. So if you want to see all that with a more in-depth review, go on to Meeple Town on YouTube. Yep. All right. Well, that's what we've been playing. Let's get on to our review of Snowdonia. Snedonia was originally published in 2012. The designer is Tony Boydell. The artists are P- Tony Boydell, Clemens Franz, Charlie Powell. And there's lots of different publishers. The most recent one is NSKN Games, who also did the Master Deluxe edition, which is what we're going to be talking about in this episode for the most part. But in Snowdonia, it is a worker placement game where each player starts off with two workers. They're going to be placing workers back and forth until all those spaces are filled up at the top of the board. Now, once all of those spaces are filled up, you're gonna go down the line and you're going to take those actions. Now, I'm not gonna go into detail about all of those different spaces, but I will kind of go through just the the general idea. So the first card is the letter A, and that one is where you're gonna take resources from the board. And it will allow you to either take, to take three resources, you can either take uh, all ore, Uh, all rock 
or a combination of both. And you can also take a coal if that is available, but you can only take one coal uh, per worker that you've placed at that spot. Now, after the, the players have completed that action A, you move on to action B. Now, action B is going to be removing rubble from the board. Now, I didn't mention this, but you're going to start off with a board in the center, and you're going to have these cards all the way around uh, on the outside of the board. Now, those cards will either be stations, which will allow you to build different buildings in those locations and the squares listed on those cards, or they're going to be train tracks. And now these train tracks and also some of the stations will have rubble on the cards. And when you take the remove rubble action, you're going to be removing the amount of rubble based on what your work rate is. And the work rate is listed at the bottom of the board. I'll get to that in just a second because that changes as the game moves on. The next action space is where you're going to be able to convert your goods to be able to get new resources. You'll be able to get these steel bars. You'll also be able to convert rubble into stone. The next space is going to be to build. Now this is where you can pay one steel bar to be able to flip the card over, uh, flip a train track card over that's available. The next card that's available and you'll be able to put your marker on there that's going to give you points at the end of the game next you'll be able to build buildings now i mentioned the station cards each one of them has several different squares on there where you pay resources in order to be able to put your marker that will give you points at the end of the game so you might pay rubble you might be paying stone you might be paying a steel bar uh, or, or more to be able to get those points but basically you're just going to take your marker and put it there in that spot, you can, in the worker spot, I'm sorry, in the build spot, you can also build a train if those are available. The game starts off with six in, that are available, and so you can choose from one of those, but you're only going to be able to keep one train throughout the game, and so those trains are going to give you different bonuses, uh, like being able to remove more rubble, being able to build an extra track, but they'll also allow you to be able to uh, potentially get points at the end of the game, but you'll be able to pay a coal to gain a third worker for a round if you decide to do that. So it's nice to have those trains to be able to get that extra worker as the game goes on. Next, you'll be able to take contract cards. Now the contract cards are going to be two part. They'll either give you, they'll, they'll give you uh, a special bonus like taking a double rubble removal action or uh, or take the first player marker at the end of the, the A action space, or lots of different things. And there's also going to be a section at the top that will allow you to get bonus points at the end of the game based on fulfilling those different contracts. So if you've played two, uh, if you've uh, flipped over and put your marker on two train tracks and let's say paid five rubble, let's say that's what your contract requires you to to do to get those points if you are able to fulfill that at the end of the game then you'll be able to get those points and that's how you're going to get a lot of points throughout the game the other th spot is that you'll be able to move your survey around the board that also gives you points at the end of the game now one thing i didn't mention is the weather and we'll get to this in the review but the weather changes throughout the game as these contract cards are moving uh, down the row and as you're, you're buying them, new cards are going to be flipped over. On the back side of those cards are the weather symbol. And that's going to change uh, the game to an extent. So if it's sunny, that's going to move your work rate up for removing rubble up two spots. And it's also going to move up on the... Uh, on the the work rate that shows you how fast you can or how, how many tracks that you can build. And that will move that up one. Now, if you have a 
Uh, if it's rainy, and it is currently rainy, that's going to move you down on both of those tracks one space. And if it's foggy, that's not going to, it's going to make it so that you cannot build or remove rubble during that round. Now that's how weather works in the base game, but th that changes throughout the different modules. Now one is snow that will actually add rubble to the tracks. Now that's basically how the game plays out. You're also going to be adding different resources to the stockyard that you draw out of the bag. Now at the end of the round, you're going to draw resources out of the bag and you're going to put them on the board. Now sometimes white cubes will come out and as the white cubes come out, they're going to be changing the game, kind of speeding up the progression of the game. So if a white cube comes out, it might say that you're, uh, the next spot might be that you're going to remove rubble from cards. It might uh, flip cards over so those tracks are no longer available for you to build. It might close stations so you can't build in there anymore. Uh, but really that those white cubes just kind of progress the game quicker than you normally would progress. And once the last track has been laid, then that's going to trigger the end of the game and you're going to score up your points from all those ways that you can get points and then the winner is determined. Now let's get back to the table and see what we thought of Snowdonia. <music> All right, Meeple Town, so I have been wanting to play Snowdonia for a long time. So when the opportunity came to pick up Snowdonia... The giant, the humongous, ridiculous size box. <laughs> That's right. Deluxe Master Set, which is a giant, giant box. Uh, I jumped at the chance. Now... This yeah, it's it, this game's been on my radar for a while. Now we've been saying that we we're going to review Snowdonia, which is true, but we actually are going to be talking about some of the content from that deluxe box. Yes, and there's a bunch in there. And I actually think my rating will be based on the master set. Me too. That's okay. Yeah, me okay. too. Me too. Because I'm I not I don't think it will be based on the deluxe master set. Yep. Is that cool? Is that allowed? Right. I think Johnny Hype over here is about to go. His head's going to explode. I'm about to go through the roof? I think he likes this game a lot. He is yeet about this game. Four out of ten. I'm going to go ahead and get to my final thoughts. <laughs> Everyone's hype on this. It's terrible. All right. Let's talk about art and components for Snowdonia. What do you think? Well, the art's really great. Especially the new Deluxe Master set. Like I, the That board I was looking at last night again, and it's beautiful, man. It really uh, is. The art on the cards is good. Mm -hmm. It's just... I, I, it's good. It's I mean... I don't think I, the art on the other side of the board, which is the old board, is awful, but I don't like it nearly I as much. Agreed. Yeah. That's Clemens Franz, isn't it? No idea. No, I, I mean the is artist the on same? this. On, 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 I think it is. Oh, you mean for the new one? Yeah. Is it the same mm, for I, both? I don't know, actually. Now that, I, now that I've maybe put the proverbial foot in my mouth or ate the proverbial hat, depending on <laughs> who says what... <laughs> There are a lot of artists listed for the deluxe, the deluxe master, master set, set, but I'm not okay. sure. I'm just not sure who did the art for the box. Well, I, 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 like I said, I, I think it's great. Um, the sleeve is really cool, but the box itself is beautiful. That's oh, good. Oh, it's, it's so good. It's fantastic. I yeah. love the just the box of it. Yeah, I mean, I love the cards with like now all, some of the cards basically just have kind of like iconography and stuff, so it's not all that spectacular. But like the trains in some of those. Um, the art on some of those cars are really cool, man. I, 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 I think it's good, really good. And if we're talking about the deluxe master set, I mean, come on, bro. These like meeples and stuff are fantastic. Yep, they are. I mean, they have like, I mean, there's, there's goats. The there's goats so much. Are, yeah, are killer. I mean, like all these things. There's just, a yeti in there. There's dynamite. There's daffodils. There's water. There's trees. There's uh, a train. there's so much in this box, so and it's much. good quality, except for. 
some of those that were printed incorrectly. Yeah, I did have a couple of the the people meeples. Larissa those played the, purple last night. It's like, what happened to part of my face? Yeah, the purple one in ours, uh, which is my wife's favorite color, and she said the same thing. So I don't care as much about that. I mean, it's it's fine. It is what it is. But that can it's be a, a little irritating though for the price, right? I guess so. Okay. Yep. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's. It, I guess so. I, I can see people getting all up in arms about that. For me, like it's not worth it to to, to get a replacement. I think I'd feel for the same that. way. But that's just the way I feel. I mean, if it was a lot, I would be upset. Yeah. And now I will say this: this isn't necessarily art and components, but I I've heard. Now I'm not. I don't know exactly all the updates about this, but there are apparently a lot of errors on the cards. Um, I don't know how many a lot is, but enough huh. for them to say, okay, we're going to reprint all of these error cards and send them out to you for really? charge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now, that they should do. Yeah, I don't know how that I works. Think. I didn't actually back this. I picked it up from the game steward, and so I'll have to figure out how that works for me to get mine. But, oh, yeah, you might not get it. Because I'm going to get mines. You're going to hopefully. Yeah. That's... But I think we both really would say art and components pretty top-notch which for sure it, it better be for this giant deluxe yeah i mean there's set. some other things i mean like the ore and the the coal and stuff are just cubes i mean so those that's not the greatest in the world but you're drawing them out of a bag that's exactly so right. you have to have them all the same shape yeah so they're chunky cubes which is nice yeah they're fine yeah <laughs> when did you ever think that you would have did you ever think in your life you would say that chunky cubes are nice <laughs> like that, that that phrase ever come out of your mouth it, it on the daily it does it do- okay. All right, let's well, get let's on to the gameplay. Game you right. go first since I mentioned the art and components first. I, I just need everyone to know, John is like jumping out of his chair. He's so excited to talk about this game. I think I'm, I'm spoiling it for you, but I think three he and likes a half out of lot. ten. <laughs> All right, I'll t- I'll start off the gameplay. lowest score on the podcast history. <laughs> I really like gameplay. I, I think some of my really big positives about gameplay for this are the uh, the pacing of the game. I I really like how this game could draw out a lot, but the game itself will not let you draw it out. And I think that's unique. I think that's neat because so like the game or the game ends whenever you build that last railroad track. And if the game does it, then you get to play another round. But if a person does it, then you end it after that round. And the thing I like about it is that, you know, you, you can't have somebody that's just drawing out the game so that they can, you know, maximize their points because the game's coming for you. Because events are going to come out and the game will come get you. Yeah. They're just going to, they're going to be building, uh, they're going to be building tracks whether you want to or not. And I think that's unique. I think that's pretty neat. I do. And it has that kind of push your luck thing going on as over the course of the game because you're sitting there going okay are they going to build the last track um is that player going to build the last track is the event cube the white event cube going to come out and build the last track especially if like you're up to the two track like thing to where the if, if a white cube comes out at a specific time you could actually have two of your tracks built and there's only like see one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve so like you're talking about like maybe 12 track cards or something like that. I, I could have gotten that wrong, but not a ton of track cards. So if mm-hmm. uh, 10% of them are built and boom, just like that, you could be like, ah, yeah. And that's, and that, that some of those event cubes did that whenever we played. Remember that one game, whenever I almost lost my train Yeah. because like we drew two of those out and it was like the odds were not high at all, but I was like, no. Yeah, that's right. Because if, if that, when that cube came out, you had to pay a steal to, yeah, yeah. Uh, what is it to maintenance make, maintenance train to, maintenance train to to maintain your train and hashtag so, maintain your train maintain your train you had to do that and 
you you want to think, all right, surely I'm not going to draw two or three cubes out or whatever, but it could happen. It could happen. It sure could, could. It could happen. This game could, Now, the flip side of that, the negative part, is that the game could end really quickly if you're just drawing those out every time. Or it could go on for a while. Like, feel like... Yeah, like, that's So true. I'll say, um, opposite to that, last night when I played with my wife, she, like, the game... We hardly got any of the event cubes out. Like, I think we got to, like... We got to that train spot, I think, mm-hmm. which is, like, maybe five or six spots forward. I mean, and so the game lasted. That's why we scored. Remember, I texted, I was like, hey, I scored all these points. But the reality was the game just lasted a while yeah. Because, yeah. because of that. But uh, also with the pacing, the turns are quick in this game. They're fairly quick. You only have two meeples, two guy, two workers, unless you have a train that allows you to get a third one if you pay a coal. But so you're not like everyone's not placing five different folk and it takes forever. It doesn't take that long. Right. You know, and so I, I, I like you said, like the pace, I like that about the game too because there's so many times where it was just like boom, 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 boom. Literally one minute and the round was done. Because yeah. maybe we were just dra- grabbing cubes yeah. or taking a uh, an iron and building a track real quick. It just takes a few seconds. Well, the other thing that factors into that are, is the weather. You know, when the weather changes, it can determine how much you're going to... That's one of my highlights. ...rubble pull off. And, and that can really... If, if you keep getting rainy days over and over again, that's going to slow down the game quite a bit yep. because you can't pull as much rubble off. You can't build as many tracks because it's raining out, right? That's or right. If, or, or if fog, foggy, you can't do either. Right. Or if you're playing with the snow, you know, that can yeah. change the pacing of the game. And I, yeah, go ahead. I know that you love that. No, part I was going to say, game. I think the weather part is one of my favorite parts of the game because yeah. you know. So whenever you're taking rubble, so what you're doing on this game, as Dean has mentioned in the overview, but you're going up this mountain. And so you have to start on the far left side and go up and all the players are working together mm-hmm. they're they're not on the same team but you're working together taking rubble off um the mountain building tracks you're building tracks individually and then putting stations up so so again that, that's one other thing i just mentioned real quick i like that about it yeah i like how you're doing playing an individual game but you're also working on the same thing together kind of like uh, I don't know. I, I mean, Terraforming Mars, you're putting on, but you have that board in the middle where a lot of things are going on. You're affecting each other. It's not like Terraforming Mars at all. But anyways, but that that like almost cooperative <laughs> that, that player, piece of yeah, it. There, yeah. There's that because, uh, and I guess I was just thinking of how you like raise the oxygen together and you raise that like how in, in that game you're just like you're doing some things together, mm-hmm. but then it's like also can be very nasty. Yeah. And it, this game can be because you're going up this track, and the weather determines like how many pieces of rubble come off per round it can't either make it go up or go down or just say you can't do it or how many tracks you're able to lay but that really matters because you may take a couple cubes off of one of these tracks and then open up a chance if i did for dean to lay track now because you can't lay track unless the rubble's off right or dean to build something in a station that because i took off the last uh rubble off of the card before the station so like it's it's like you're trying to time these things perfectly yes and sometimes it's hard to because you're like oh i want that but i'm only able to remove two rubble this turn yeah but I, is that a waste of efficiency yeah. when I, when i see that in a next turn it's going to be sunny and it's going to go up to and i could do four yeah so i love not only the, the way the weather way the weather changes it but the way you see the forecast yeah yeah and yeah. so you're planning through those as you're playing the game and it's it's a simple it's a simple mechanic yeah it is. It is, but it's so cool. I, yeah. I totally agree with that. And, you know, the, the other part of that is that, so with a base game, uh, you can, you're just building straight up the mountain. But one of the, one of the modules that we played, one of the, the scenarios that we played was the, I think it's the very first scenario in, uh, in the box 
that changes it is your you can move your surveyor up one to two spaces and yeah. when you move your surveyor then you can build or you are you have to build and remove rubble based Around on the, the station that you're in yeah. and that changes it quite a bit too because then you have to really plan out an extra step right you have to you have to think okay i want to be able to take all of this rubble out and build but my surveyor has to be in the correct station for that to happen and i think yeah. that's a pretty unique thing it too. changes the game a lot because instead of you doing a lot of things cooperatively you may not like someone could take, depending on how many players are playing, but certain players could take certain sections of the board, and then you're kind of doing a little bit of your own thing. But then, then you're coming together and, and battling over a, a you know a piece here or there, and so it's not as much um, working together or <laughs> it's together and against each other at the same time. That's right. I don't know how much battling happens in this game. Is there a lot of battling? Yeah, it's whenever Dean makes me mad, I grab my shovel and I start <laughs> smacking him on the head. There's a card that says, uh, murder your... Wow. Wow, that was mean. That was hard. That was like jumping like straight to murder. I, I got that confused <laughs> with that terrible game, Abomination. The game's not terrible, actually. <laughs> but the, the very uh, scary theme, the terribly scary theme would be the right way to say it. Um, anyways, so, yeah, man. I, the other thing I, I noted that I like about the gameplay, well, there's two more things. One is you can get trains. Mm -hmm. And you get one train, so you can only have one train at a time. So you have to really think about what trains. And there's only six trains that come out. And so you got to think about, and it's not super easy to get trains i mean two bars it costs you some of the trains cost two iron bars and that's not super easy to get sure you know and so like you don't want to just be wasting those by trading your trains out because you made a mistake mm -hmm. on which one you got so like really thinking about which trains you're getting and then what the trains do is they, they some of them give you bonuses one of them doesn't give you anything but just the right to have another worker i think some give victory points some allow you to remove more rubble and mm -hmm. might make the iron cost less or the one you're thinking of from from that base game, I think it gives you nine points as well as, uh, which is, is a lot. Nine points is a lot. There is. We played it last night. We had that one, but there's also one that doesn't do anything. I think besides just give you the, and it's only one bar. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it's like, and so the, but the really neat thing about it is, is that it allows you to unlock a third worker. But what I love is that you don't just get the third worker. You have to pay a coal before every round that you use them. And coal is is a, the scarcest of resources mm -hmm. of all the, the three resources that you have. So, And sometimes it is hard to get coal. Yeah. And so like you're like, when do I get the third worker? Do I want to wait till it's sunny outside and I can do all these things? Or do I need to do it now because Dean's going to take that station spot that I really want? And it just makes it cool choices. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, you know, a lot of what we're talking about is the base game with each of the with the different modules with the scenarios with the ton of different trains that come in the box the variability with this game is through oh, the roof. gosh if you get the deluxe master set i can't imagine getting through I all told that my stuff wife, i was like we could play this game for a year and not get through all this stuff probably. yeah like it's there's so much yeah i i, I would agree with that yeah it, it would just be and, and it, the thing is it's not like you're just going to play this scenario and be done with it. Yeah. You'll play it over and over again. It's but it's 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 not like a new game, but it is in a sense. It feels a decent <laughs> amount different. Yeah. I mean, there's obviously a bunch of similarities, but it feels enough different to where you're like you have to rethink through your strategy. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, um I I also you you mentioned this, you know, but the the 
removing the rubble to build in a spot, I think is really neat. Now it's awesome. I know that's so simple, but I love that part of it. It is now because here's the other thing is we, we haven't really touched on this, but the, the, the contract cards that you get are twofold. So if you if you take a contract card, good call because that was the next thing that I was gonna there mention. Go. So I'm great segue right there. You in go, there. Man. All right. So with the contract cards, you get a boost of some sort. So it might be you know I, when you're taking the first action, you can take the first player marker, or it can be you're gonna double your dig action this time, or you can lay two tracks or one more track than what's listed or whatever. Anyway, there's a boost that's on there, but it also has at the top of the card points that you'll get at the end of the game. Now here's the thing. Thing. let's say you take a card that says turn in 12 rubble at the end of the game and that's going to give you i don't know like a lot of points probably 16 points or 13 points or something, something like that okay now that's really good but each one of those cards that you has has to you have to have rubble for all of those cards or yeah. you know stations that you have built in or tracks that you've laid so the thinking that goes in behind taking those cards is really i think that's one of the most challenging parts well. of the game like, like so last too. night here's an example i had um, a card that gave me 31 points for completing four tracks and then one flipped over that gave me 40 points for five tracks I had five tracks, and I'm sitting there going, okay, but it's going to cost me a turn to get nine points. It was worth it for me. Mm -hmm. But there are some that it's not quite that big. Like, it may be like a two-point difference. Yeah. And you're like, ugh, should I waste a turn to get two points here, or should I spend this turn to go build a station that I turn in three stone for six points? You know, and you're thinking mm -hmm. through all these things as the game progresses. Also, the cards that come out, the contracts, they... they one of the cards slides off the board or slides up to a discard pile. And so you may think, well, maybe I'll just wait a couple rounds and see. But then Dean takes it and you're like, ah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that's, that's. And because you that's only have two workers, uh, you know, maybe three at most if you, if you hire the other yeah. one from the pub. But the decisions are difficult because you have to think, man, I, I really do need to build the track right now, but that, that card's going to be gone. Either it's going to slide off the track or the other person's going to take yeah. it. So um, you know, if you have four workers or something like that, those decisions aren't as tight, but every decision really, really matters, matters in this, in this game. game. Yeah. yeah. So do you have any negatives? Um, I do. I would say if you have a collection that um, you're trying to keep smaller, adding this huge oh, this box, box. <laughs> is... Yeah, it's huge. It is. So the Dean box does squats with the box. He works out. I, I saw him in his room the other day and... <laughs> Most of my negatives in this game come from the base game, I guess. So one is, I think if you if this was just the base game with no expansion stuff, I would really like it, but I wouldn't necessarily love love it, you know, because it's it's going to get stale. I, I, I think you'll get, yeah, I think the game's going to burn out because there's not enough variability except in the contract cards and in, in the weather in general. So I think that's a negative. Um, the, the piece that I talked about earlier and how the pacing of the game is a positive for me, that can be a negative if it either ends super abruptly or drags out a really long time. Yeah. Because I think it's hard to really gauge how long this game takes because part of that depends on those white cubes getting drawn out of the bag. And then also, this is also a base game thing. The surveyor in the base game, I think is... It's not an afterthought, but it feels like it. But because Unless it changes we're not using so much, them right, but I yeah, I mean, you I can get you can get twenty one points, but you have to waste an action every time to do that. So not waste an action, but and like we've played games where it's easily scored into the hundreds, like no problem. Sure. So yeah. I, mean, I just say that to say twenty one points is good. 
but it's not the end of yeah. the world or whatever. But even but so, you can, yeah. it's not that exciting because you're just moving up the track. That's like, true. You're taking it's like the spot like Champions of Midgard. You know the spot where you can uh, place your you place your worker and all you do is get two points. I will never take that spot just because it's, it's not boring. fun. It might be, you know, the very end of the game I might take it. But that's kind of the way this felt. Yeah. But as you change, as the scenarios change and your surveyor's responsibilities change, I think it does, it, it is exciting. And there are cool decisions. I agree with that. And I agree with what you said. So my I only have one negative and it was just, it was simply what you said. I think the first thing you said was that if I'm just playing the base game, I do think that it's still a high score for me. It's still very much fun. But I I feel like it would get a little bit stale potentially doing mm-hmm. this really kind of the same things over and over. The contract cards change, um, yeah, yeah, it, it would. But I still would quite I still would quite enjoy it because those contract cards and the way the weather changes every game would definitely it definitely changes the way the game plays out. Mm-hmm. And the trains change too. You yeah. don't always use the same six trains. Yeah. So um, so I was still I like the game. But honestly, I love the Deluxe Master set. Yep. Let's get on to what we Final think thoughts. All right. I think... You I, see the I smile can, on I his can face. start off. Look Here's at, what I think. He's so happy. I think John thinks that I don't like this game as much as I do. I think. Uh, I think that you think it's really good. It is. It's it's a it's a great game. You should see his eyebrows right now. Like they're he's, going he crazy. Looks, yeah, they're going yeah. crazy. They, they, they're like V's. <laughs> they're so excited. Like they're like like the peaks of Snedonia. <laughs> I think the okay. Going back to it, the base game itself. This it would probably be an eight for me. I think um, because it, it is fun. It's a midweight euro. Interesting decisions and it and it has a cool theme. I yeah. guess that's my sweet spot. Those mid, midweight euro games. And that have theme, um, yeah. along with you know other thematic game, thematic games. But I really really like that area, and that's what this game is. And I think there's so much variability. I have not even scratched the surface of this game at yeah. all. It's hard to you know it feel a little weird even just giving it a review because we we have so much more to dig into this game. But as it is with what I've played so far, I'm at a nine with this nine game. baby. Yeah, and I think. I don't know. I don't know if that'll change. I doubt that'll change because unless, I don't know, some of those expansions just really, really blow my mind. I mean, nine's a stinking good score, but yeah. I can't imagine it getting higher. But I don't imagine it'll get lower because of it's not going to get stale, I think. I don't, I don't see how it could. Yep. I don't see how it could. Yeah. Uh, so I, I agree with Dean. Like, I, I do think there's this kind of sweet spot that I enjoy too sometimes, this like around three to three and a half weighted games where they're they're thinky you definitely have a lot of de- there's definitely decisions to make but you're not constantly crunching numbers the whole time yeah sometimes when it gets heavier to where i just feel like it almost becomes a math equation or math problem and i'm trying to solve that problem it loses a little bit of excitement for me as well um but so i, I do think i feel like the way of this is really in a pretty sweet spot um but again I agree with Dean that if a little bit, I'm a little. I think I would give it an eight and a half if it was just the Snedonia base game, which is just a little bit higher than higher than Dean. I'm not gonna do it, Dean. I'm not. Yeah, you he are. wants me to. He I'm, wants me to really bad. He uh, he's putting tens up with his hands and we he, have this and he's net, raising the roof. We have this net in our room of balloons, and so anytime someone rates a game of ten. Like that these sirens awesome. go off and these balloons fall down. That would be awesome. Remember <laughs> on Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs two when he is it part two? There's a sequel or is it the to first, that. Was it the first one? No, I think it's part two. Yeah, and he makes the celebration cube. You haven't seen it? I think I've seen the first one. 
Oh yeah, I've that's read a the good, book. That's a good movie. Huh? Okay. Well, you know. <laughs> all right. So with all with, with that said, there is so much in the deluxe master set. I just like was looking at it last night, going, I don't even know if I could ever finish this. And the cool thing is, is this. I think that it adds things to the game that doesn't that. And I haven't played a lot of them though. Let's say that. What I have played adds things that changes it, adds variability, but it doesn't make the weight just go through the roof. Now some of the some of the different scenarios might. I, I do not know that. But it's so fun to go, okay, here's what you know of Snedonia. Let's change it up a little bit and make their strategy change, but it still feels a very similar game. I love it. I, I just I love this game. I think it's absolutely amazing. I am not going to give it 10 out of 10 like Dean really bad wants me to, but I'm going to give it nine and a half out of 10, which is still super high. Like it's a top 20 game. I believe for me, the deluxe master set is phenomenal. That's pretty stinking good. A nine and nine and a half. That's too really. We do. We just did back to back. We did tapestry where I gave a nine and you gave it a ten, and then the Snedonia Deluxe Master said a nine and a half and a nine. Yeah, we're What's gonna have gonna to. Happen? We're gonna have to start writing something like playing a game that we just don't like. Well, if you go to, if honestly, if you check out YouTube though, like we, uh, that's true. We were thinking about reviewing Era in more detail this time, but then we decided to do our S and Top Five. Um, but Era definitely not rated near as high as these. So. Yeah. Yeah, there, so there are there are lots of games, and you know I, I mentioned this before, but the thing is, I you know a lot of these games are ones that we own that we already know going into that yeah. we like. So we tend to pick games that we're hype hype on that we are tend to. We don't know. We do want that. to like I don't want to I don't want to sit around reviewing games that are like sixes and sevens, and then people are like, why would they want to listen? Because we're just going to talk about a bunch of mediocre games. Yeah, we you talk know. about amazing games and people. Tell yeah, them. I mean that. I mean, if something's like super hype, then I think we review it, right? Even if it's not that great. So yeah. we, just, we just say that. I mean, not that great to us. Yep. Um, but anyways, our feature games. That is. Yeah, exactly. We talk about lots of games. Though. So last question, though. Yeah, exactly. Like whenever we do what we've been playing lately, there's a lot of sixes of those and stuff. We might not give the scores, but you can, by the way, if you go on to, uh, I don't know if I should say this, but if you go to BGG, you know, you can join our guild. You can look up Johnny Meepletown and you can see I have ratings for all my games. I don't care. I'm just, I'm out there. You can go look at all the games that I have and, <laughs> and just, and just, uh, I'm out there, Jerry, and I'm loving every minute of it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's nice. That's good. That is. Um, so here's the question though, Dean, this is a great question to end it. Is it worth it? Okay. This game you can't get it unless you get it from a place like Game Steward. Yes, which they buy up, uh, they buy up Kickstarter right games now. and then resell them at a reasonable price. Actually, I think that that might. I think that's in the U.S. I think maybe overseas you can get it, Dean. The I was Deluxe Master. I was yeah. I, I could be wrong, but I, I was looking at it yesterday. I think there were some places that have, and maybe it is places like the Game Steward overseas, overseas. Um, but I can't. I can't remember. Go ahead and, and talk. Like, I'll. I'll, uh, this is a, I'll this is a tough shows. one. It's a tough one for me because I own it. Um, and here's the thing: like we talked about this with Tapestry on how that's an expensive game. Now Tapestry is different because it's you know a highly produced game with with a game in it. Snowdonia is. I don't think Snowdonia is overproduced, but there's just a lot in the box, a lot of content in the box, and so. It's just a difficult for one for me. So I would say if you want a lot of replayability, if that's important to you, then I think this would be worth it if, if you like the game of this. 
Um, I almost, I don't know. I don't know how to answer that. I, I think that's just what I would say. That that's For me, it's worth it because of how much you get. But I could say somebody saying that's just way too much for a midweight euro, which is essentially is what it is with expansions. So last week I said I like Tapestry and I gave it a nine, which means I, I, I thought it was a very good game. And I said he, Jamie priced me out at 80 bucks. And I just, that was just, it's just not, I don't like to spend that much money on board games personally. That's just the reality. I know people do all day long and love it. Fantastic. Yep. This is a little bit more than that. And how much, I mean, if you're, if you're going to look at game steward, it's like $95. It's going to be roughly a hundred dollars by the time you pay shipping and everything. Right. Yeah. Instead of roughly $90, what tapestry was. Right. But I'm going to say this. I, I actually think it, is worth it if you like Snedonia simply and I actually think I'm thinking like I don't I, this would be one of the most expensive games I've ever bought that's I mean, just be real uh, I think I'm going to try to pick this up and the reason is because of the crazy amount of content mm-hmm. it's not like you're just buying a base game for 80 or 90 dollars you're buying a base game with a million expansions for that price yep that's why which is to me it's a different ballpark because of that yeah so I would say Go with what John says. John is definitely the more conservative one when it comes to is this worth it? And so if John says it's worth it, it's worth it. That's <laughs> wow. my answer. Was that one of the first times you agree with me on something like that? Wait <laughs> That's go. my answer. Speaking you of just boosted my self-esteem. Disagreeing. Well, okay, so John, nine and a half, me nine. We're gonna get on to our top five games that we're looking forward to coming out of this. All right, Meeple Town, this is going to be Dean and I's top five list. We're super excited about games coming from Essen, though we won't be going to Essen. Doesn't that stink? It does. Maybe and one day we'll get to go. I would love to go. Wouldn't maybe you? if you're listening and you're thinking, man, I'd love to sponsor somebody to come to Essen. We're, the, we're your people. It would only cost several thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. So for all those out there with millions of dollars... If they can. are, we've already shut them off of the show because of what we said earlier. Because of what you said earlier. What? What? I didn't make fun of rich people. You offended. <laughs> you just did. Dang it. <laughs> That's everybody now. You just ruined we, it. Are we missing anyone? Are we well, missing if anyone? If we offended that? rich people, we should make <laughs> offend poor people and middle class people. Let's just then we got keep everyone. it going. Let's so this list going. is for us then and only us. We're, we can listen to it on our own radios by our own selves. How about that? I'm excited about this list, but also, it, oof, this is a tough list. I'm looking at... I'm excited. There's a... This is 12, 1,200 games. That There's are, so many good games coming out. That are on the list I was looking at. My eyes are cross-eyed right now. So They are. They're cross-eyed. It's just, they're not really... I, I, Remember on Christmas Vacation, was she cross-eyed on Christmas Vacation, or did she get her eyes kicked back straight? Both. They were, and then she got them kicked back straight. On the same video? No, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. Her, they were straight on the video. They were straight on on, on Christmas vacation. Yeah, mm-hmm. but before they weren't because they had yeah, got, yeah, because okay. they say your eyes. Yeah. Yep. That's right. <laughs> All right. So the eyes have it. I think your list might be better. I, I'm just gonna wow. go ahead. I'm defeated. I'm self defeated right just now. Just like that. I don't know how to do this list. It's really difficult. There's a lot of games. So many games. All right. That being said, all my anxiety and stress about this list, I just I'm why losing, it's for fun. Remember I'm how we don't have to say it's for this. fun? Oh my gosh. Hours of research. Let's just do it. <laughs> Number five, Dean. Number five, Dean is. I'm a little unsure about this. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up. You're telling me there's over a thousand games, and you're unsure. 
sure about your number five. How cool. can how? What? I was asking you about this game, and you were like, "Oh, people say it's not good. I think it's a dumb game." Oh, Mississippi Queen. Mississippi, <laughs> Mississippi Queen is my number five. That's a dumb game. People say it's not <laughs> that good. <laughs> it's not rated really high. I mean, oh. but it won the Spiel des Jahres. Yeah. And I, f- I feel the need to try to play all of those games that I can. And that's kind of the reason why this is on my list. Although I think with the new version, it looks pretty too. <laughs> so, did, did I ruin it a little bit for you by you saying did. that? Yeah. Yeah. I was so excited about this game and then you just shot it down. I mean, I, 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 awful is bad. I, I just heard it was kind of meh. But I mean, it may not be. It may be awesome. Yeah, I don't know. I, I've watched some videos on this in the past, but Mississippi, Mississippi Queen... Players are racing their paddle wheelers down the Mississippi, picking up passengers along the way. That's just kind of like the the thematic nature behind it. And uh, I don't know. It just it looks kind of cool to me. It's something I just really want to try. I don't know if it's... I mean, it is. It's my five game that I have on here. Yep, that's all I'll say about it. I way, just, way to start I don't the know list what my off, expectations man. are on this, other than I just really want to play it because it's the Spiel des Jahres winner and that they're reprinting. Way to start this list off with a meh. Yep. Way to, way to go. The, the rest of them are going to be much better than yours. <laughs> oh my goodness! How can so you're saying you said first of all that my list was better. Now you're changing it. I'm. I'm or just because one choice made my list overall better. It's all messing with my brain. Looking through all what's happening games. right now. Who knows? <laughs> all right. So my number five is a game that I uh, I saw fairly recently. I didn't know it was gonna it was coming out until fairly recently, and I picked because I love Oh My Goods. Uh, it's a game that I quite enjoy. If you've listened to this um, podcast, you know that it's been on at least one or two of my lists, and it's just a great quick engine building game it's not like one of my favorite games ever but for that it's very good yep so there's a new game coming out called expedition to Newdale, and it's of course a fister game um clemens franz i think we've already talked about him on this <laughs> podcast he did the art but in this of game course he did. it's very much oh yeah that's right didn't you say that all my games have him as my artist yeah, the games all your favorite like? games oh my gosh all right so here it looks like there's a lot of and i don't know a ton about it. there's not a lot out there I, I tried to watch some videos and if they're not in english then i'm, I'm struggling <laughs> since i just know english um i try my best barely yeah, even when it's English, I struggle often. So, but it looks like it's very similar. There's got a lot of the same cards, like type of cards, not exactly the same, but very similar as Oh My Goods. But now there's a board and there's a way to, I think, produce your goods that's a little bit more freeing. And it just looks, hey, if it's Oh My Goods cranked up a notch, then I'm extremely interested in this game. So that's Expedition to New Dell. Yep. That's not the follow up to Everdell. That's correct. That's, uh, Nope, it's not. What was that? A, was that a joke or? <laughs> it was a poor attempt at one. <laughs> All right, my number four is a game that almost didn't make my list because I thought. So you started off with a meh game, didn't get right, and then now you're gonna say number four is a game that almost didn't make your list. I thought this had already released, and you informed me that it had not released. We have not exchanged lists, by the way. So your but list I asked John has been, about all these games beforehand. You're making fun of my list, but I'm empowering your list. <laughs> This this game, I think, is going to be amazing. And the reason why it's number four and not higher is because I don't know how much I'm going to get to play it is the thing. It's Clank Legacy Acquisitions Incorporated. And this is, as you would imagine, it's a legacy-style game based in the Clank universe. And if you remember our top 50, Clank was in that top 50 for me. I really, really like Clank a lot. 
And the things that I've seen on this game have seemed to be positive for those who have played it, which is, you know, like I said, it's not been released, but I know some reviewers have, have played it and, and I've seen a few of their thoughts on it, but I just, I like legacy games a lot. My problem is being able to sit down and play through a legacy game. I'm a little apprehensive to go out of my way to pick this one up just because of that. Now, if yeah. I did have a copy of it, I would play through it and I think I would love this game. I just I have to commit to doing that before I you know, commit to to okay, I'm going to play no, through I this. No, I mean I mean that's you I mean you say that you don't get through many legacy games, so I mean I have to admit I'm I think I'm kind of the same way and it's simply because I don't think I've found a legacy game that really clicks with me and my wife. You know what I mean? Like there's some that I really like, um but then Maybe she'll click like, with Clank. Meh. Huh? Maybe you'll click with Clank. <laughs> click with maybe I'll click with Clank. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, but I, I that's Clank Legacy. I I really want to try this more than other legacy games that come out. Yeah. I'll say that. Yep. That's my number four. All right, so my number four is a game that has a great designer's pedigree. And that would be designers that have come up with games such as Lorenzo Il Magnifico and Coimbra and Grand Austria Hotel. And this game, Dean's looking at it right now. I had him pull it up. This game looks kind of like Stone Age. I know it's not going to play out at all like Stone Age, but the art? What do you think, Dean? Well, oh, I mean, Does it's it the give same, you Stone Age feels? It's the same artist. So Is yeah. it? Oh, I didn't even know that. Oh, yeah, because Michael Menzel. That's right. Never that's mind. Right. He's also ah. done Bruges and uh, did the uh, Legends of Andor, which I really like. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. It's beautiful. Huh? It looks good, doesn't beautiful. it? Beautiful. And that is Terra Mara, and it's a Quind game. And in Terra Mara, what's what's got me intrigued? First of all, the art intrigued me right off the bat when I saw the board. I was like, oh, that looks really really cool. And then obviously the designer pedigree. Go, oh well, now I'm getting really excited. But then I watched um, a Man vs. Meeple, kind of like a preview, and it looks like a really cool game because of the decisions that you're making. And that's what grabs me in games. You all know that I like the de- the decision, the gameplay. That's what I get super excited about and some of the I I don't want to go into it super deep but a couple of things that I like about it one thing is is that you can it's a worker placement game and you're placing your workers on this board and they have these long horizontal tiles and so from my understanding there's like I think let's see one two three four five five or six of these things um, and they're stacked and they're stacked in the middle of the board. The outside of the board never changes, but in the middle of the board, it changes. So there's a lot of variability, which is cool. But I place my worker from my understanding on any, or there's a lot of different choices of, of places that you can put your worker on this board. But at the end of the round, I don't get the worker back. It, or the workers that I get back depend on what round we're in. So if we're in round number one, I think it flips that first horizontal tile over and the people that your meeples, your workers that are on that tile get to go home and you get to use them. But if you did a more powerful action on the bottom, you don't get it. So you like, you're making those decisions on, do I want to get my worker back and I'm doing lesser powerful actions, but I get my workers back or do I want to just jump down and get some really powerful actions and, uh, yeah, but I won't, might not get them back for several rounds. I think that's really brilliant and very clever. Yeah. I don't know why I skipped over this game. I'll be honest with you. It looks, it looks I, this like is gonna I be really something that, like this. Dude, I'm telling you, I think that I'm getting hyped. I'm getting mm-hmm. hype on this game. Like, the more I've watched it... Here's something else you're going to like, Dean. You start off with a character card, and you're a child. And one time over the course of the game, you choose to when you want to grow up to be an adult. That's cool. And that changes your powers. 
and you can't change back to a child. So like you're going, you're you're just making that call. Like okay, when is the right time to grow up? That's a really cool idea. I, I I'm I want to check this one out. And I, I I've kind of I've seen stuff on this, but you know, there's lots, there's a ridiculous amount. There's of games. a lot over a thousand games, and and so this is one I, I I've heard you talk about, but I haven't really like. I don't know. I just haven't gone into to looking into this one. But man, I really want to try this now. That sounds great. I think this game, yeah, this is one of those ones that like Terramara. I'll check that. Terramara, <laughs> Terramara. Come on, Tennessee. Oh, Tara, you're from Michigan. Terramara. You're one of them northern boys. That's <laughs> that is turn come down here to Tennessee. I guess, huh? Yeah, I'll check that one out. That that does sound really cool. I'm super excited about that. That's number th- four for me. <laughs> Terramara. Can't wait to play that. All right, so that means it is my number three game, and what grabbed me on this one was the theme first. This is Paris, New Eden. Paris, New Paris, Eden. Paris, New Eden. The theme I'm is that. that right now. Let me let me read this to you. I know you said something to me about it, but I haven't even looked anything about it. So the dazzling boulevards and historical monuments of Paris have been enveloped by lush vegetation. Once the the once bustling city hub has been hushed to stillness following an apocalyptic event, and your goal is to forge a new future. So you're building up. I like apocalyptic events. Yeah. So you're. This is you know post-apocalyptic where you're building up Paris, rebuilding up Paris. And what draw me first, drew me first, was the theme. Second was the art because I think the art looks fantastic in this game. It's it's yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think the art's really cool. It's definitely not. It's definitely the. Uh, comic looking cartoonish looking art yeah it kind of gives me the feel a little bit of takinoku uh, i don't know why uh, not anything about the theme or anything like that but the art looks a little bit like this but now the artist is uh let's see the artist is agnes uh Rapoche, which is this is their their first um their first game that they're credited with oh, on bgg cool. so I'm, I'm i'm excited i think it looks fantastic but the other thing that drew me in was, like you talked about, the designer pedigree. So this is the designer Florian Grenier, which I've not played any of Florian's games, but then Ludovic Mablanc, who has done a ton of games like Cyclades and Mr. Jack, Conan, which I've not played, but Cash and Guns, Mr. Jack, all the Mr. Jacks, um, Terran Meeple City, Dice Town. I mean, the list goes on and on of, of games that I quite enjoy from this designer. So uh, Dice Stars, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of, of games. And it's also, I don't know, just something about it just grabs me. It seems like it might really be up my alley. It's Dice Placement, and there's not a whole lot listed because this is a game that's obviously not uh, available yet. I've tried to look up some videos, but I haven't been able to find anything yet. So... I'm just, I'm pumped. But I'm pretty sure, now I'm second-guessing myself, I'm pretty sure this is going to be released at Essen. That's what we were trying to do, is all these games needed to be for sale. Yeah, that's what we are yep, for sale. And I think this one is. Now well, I'm, there you go. Now because of... I mean, it's okay. I mean, we, we're, that's the part of the, that's part, that's the hard part of this list, or one of the hard parts. And also, like you also said, like, some of these don't have much information at all. So you're just watching video, like no videos or a clip of video or looking at pictures and reading about the way some of the game plays. It's it's a tough list to do because of that. It and is. if we mess something up, then hey, 
Give us some grace, yo. I just looked it up. It is supposed to be for sale. So I, I really want I'm, I want to try this one. I think it looks fantastic. And that's your number three? That's my number three. Yeah. I'm really, right now, I'm, I'm like thinking about switching up my number one, twos, and threes because they're just all three number one for me. Like, I mean, not they're, they're three games that I am just super hype about. I'm excited about the other two. And actually, Terramara, I am getting increasingly exciting about them, excited about the more I, the more I look look at that um but okay so i'm going to go ahead and do my number three as i'll keep it the same uh seeing as how we just spent a whole episode talking about snedonia uh there is tony boydell has a new game coming out called uh um alubari al alubari yeah alubari a nice cup of tea and i watched him do Worst name for a game ever. I, what? I a, think that's awesome. A nice cup of tea? Uh, yes. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> Stupid Americans. That's not a great name for a game. I love tea. I'm American as well. I love tea. If you didn't know that. <laughs> but a nice cup of tea does not sound like a Spot great name. Spot of tea. <laughs> Spot of tea. And we've now offended all of England. No, I was actually saying that in a positive way. I like the name. You're the one who's offending them, not me. A nice cup of tea to me... Alamari and Ice Cup of Tea is a great name. Seriously, I think it's fantastic. And I watched Tony do like a short uh, little talking about this game. Like this game has been on my radar for uh, months and has had nothing has come out. They've been so quiet about it. And 10 days ago, literally I'm looking on BGG right now, uh, Tony Bordell actually put out a, a quick run through of the game. And he, in his own words, said that it's basically a, a more complicated, like a little bit more to it than... Snedonia. So how you and I, Dean, talked about how the base game of Snedonia might get, gets a little samey. It gets a little samey as you play it. Hopefully this is going to add, crank it up just a notch. And there are trains involved, so choo-choo. I love trains. Um, and it looks like you're kind of doing, um, you know, it looks kind of, it's got some similar feel, I think, to Snedonia, and he straight up says that. And hey, that for those two reasons, I am thrilled and super hype, really excited. I want to play this very bad. Tony, if you're listening to this, if anyone's listening to this, I would love a review copy of this game. Alubari. Alubari, yeah. What did I say? Uh, no, no, no. I was just I was talking to myself. I was looking it up. It uh, does, I mean, I, I've seen this. It looks, I mean, really looks a lot like Snowtonia when you're looking yeah. at the, uh, you've got three resources. You've got those cards for the action spots at the top of the game. You're, yeah. It's got the train. It looks like there's some kind of like a rondelle in the middle, though. Well, there was, but they changed it. Never mind. I don't know if it, if it has that or not because I looked. Yeah, it's still on the board. Yeah. So the goal is to make a nice cup of tea, though. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> All I know is Tony Boydell and um, it's like Snedonia, but maybe a little bit more to it. So that's all I needed to hear right there. Yep. I'm guessing me not being very knowledgeable about tea, I'm guessing Alibari is is a place where they produce a lot of good tea. Two and two together, bro. I, I mean, maybe. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. I, I want to check this one out, too. Not based on the name, but based on Snedonia and, and that alone. Um, 20, I'm super Boydell. excited about this game. Yeah, I want to check this out. That's why yeah. I said you got a good list, John. You're, you're there's a great. lot of people that great are, job, too, buddy. because they haven't been... Well, they haven't been... Um, there's over a 1,000 people subscribed to this, which is pretty high for Board Game Geek, I think, for a game that's not even come out, because they haven't been putting anything out. Everyone wants to know. Give me some info. Based straight up on how much people love Snowdonia, probably. Yep, exactly. 
All right, my number two, which is not about tea, but it is about chocolate, and that is Chocolate Factory. This is a game by designer Matthew Dunstan. Interesting. So one of my... Okay, I thought there is a game on your list that's not going to be on your list because I thought there were two more that I could know what they were, but it's not the case. You're wrong. I try to throw you off my trail. Brett J. Gilbert is the other designer of this one. Sweet. By Alley Cat Games. You get that one? Yep, still talking. And <laughs> the art looks amazing. I almost backed this on Kickstarter, and then I immediately kicked myself for not kicking it because <laughs> I was like, I think I'd really like this game. But the, the the idea is that you have these conveyor belts that kind of change out, I believe. Now, it's it's been a while since I've watched a lot of the gameplay videos of this, but you, you're changing, or not the conveyor belts that change out. The conveyor belts are moving the chocolate along, but as it's moving the chocolate along, when it moves past a specific spot, your board might be different than somebody else's. So it will be doing different things to the chocolate to to change it. And you're getting contracts to uh, um, for specific chocolate that you're making. And I, it's a pretty simple game, I think. Uh, again, I, I've, I, I watched, I kept an eye on this a lot during the Kickstarter campaign and just thought, oh, I think I would love this game, but yeah. there's just too many games. So this didn't make the cut, but then the more I think about it, I think I would love this game. Yeah. It just looks cool. The theme's great. I'm interested in it. I'm not super interested. I don't know why, but I am very. I am interested. Like you get it. I'm definitely playing it. Theme. I mean, you know, theme can be important to me. So the chocolate theme is more appealing than a cup of tea. That's why it makes my list. I not, not to me because I tell you what, I love some tea. Give me a hot beverage and Daddy's happy. I love right now i'm drinking some green tea i love tea. literally right now i love tea i love all kinds of tea i drink more tea than i eat chocolate I don't, not sweet tea or anything <laughs> but the theme of chocolate is probably more of a mass appealing appeal. you know you're peeling open a chocolate bar <laughs> that was quite the stretch oh it wasn't it was spot on <laughs> it was spot on but anyway that's chocolate factory i really want to check this one out i think i would like this a lot i think my number two is your number one is it start with Glenn <laughs> <laughs> and end with more? It actually ends with Chronicles. Uh, okay, let's talk maybe. about this together. No? Okay. <laughs> I then, said maybe. maybe. Okay, then I'll talk about it, and then you can verify whether this is accurate or not. And this really could be my number one. I'm hype about this game. You all know that we had Nils on the podcast actually pretty early in our podcast, didn't we, Dean? Like, yeah, it was, it was one of our really early... It was a separate episode, but yeah. It was. Like, some of the earlier episodes, like, I look back and go, man, I wish I would have done better interviewing Nils and stuff. Like, he's great. Yeah. But, like, I feel like I didn't ask maybe the best questions, but he pretty much ran with that because he just seems like such a fun guy. Yeah. Nils, if you're listening to this, we got to hang whenever we get a chance to... So passionate about what he yeah. does. I just so want to play games with this guy. Yeah. And, and, and hang out. And because we were so new, like, very... <laughs> He was, I mean, just super kind to us, you know. And, oh and my gosh! Allowed us to make mistakes, things like that. So it's a cool thing. Is like, I mean, they were they were um, Fun Tales was new and and still is very much new at the time. But like, yeah, we didn't have hardly we didn't have very many followers and stuff like that. And he was just so nice to come on and and I just I really appreciate that. So yeah, um, Glenmore too. Dean and I got a chance to with Nils play it online a little bit mm-hmm. on Tabletopia or one of those. I can't remember. I think it was Tabletopia. Yeah, and it was fun. We only got to play it once, and I remember thinking, "This is 
going to be a great game because I just like the way that the, when you're placing the tiles, it's setting off other tiles. So it's not just like a standard tile placement. You're placing it and then that's it. You're actually setting off tiles that are around it, which are going to give you resources. Then you have that like guild track or whatever it is over there that they've, that they've added to the to Glenmore 2 that just adds a more thinkiness to the game. And it just looks beautiful. Uh, I backed it. Dean backed it. We yeah. uh, we both. I mean, like usually that, never that doesn't. Yeah, I, that doesn't. I don't know when yeah. the last. I don't know when the last time that is that happened. we both backed a game simply because if he's got it, we pretty much play a lot together. But I thought I actually thought my wife might really like this game, and so I thought it's a no brainer for me. Backed it the day that it <laughs> that it came to Kickstarter, um, and I am so hype. This is my number two, but it could be easily my number one can't wait for this game to come out yeah it is my number one i ah. i'm so pumped about this game and here's the thing i when i was making this list there were several that i i i thought about putting on this list based on like reavers of midgard i back that and i'm really pumped about that but i just put it outside it's it's still probably be in the top 10 this one i just couldn't help it i'm just so pumped about this game i had a blast playing it i i owned the original uh, got rid of it once i backed this and i I miss having that copy, but I just think there's so much more. Glimmore's 2 Chronicles is seemingly like Snowdonia Master Deluxe Set is to Snowdonia. You know, like you're going to get yeah, a lot all of those variability in the box. So. Man, the price was right, yeah. I thought, yep. to get not only the game, but because they, they added all those Chronicles on there. Mm-hmm. Like, it just seems like... It seems like we're going to get a ton in the box for like 59 bucks, wasn't it? Something like that. Like, I mean, I thought that what a smart way to do it, you know, not not overcharge. They could have charged more, but they did it right because they sold a lot of copies. Yep. So I think they put the a perfect price on that. That was they just did, they've done everything really well. Fun tales, man. I'm looking forward to what they're going to come out with. If this is their first production, the production value and all things they've put into this, I'm really looking forward to what else they come out with in the future. So yeah, and we didn't mention the art, but uh, Jason Coates is the artist on this, and this is the first art that Jason is credited for. And so I th- really, I'm, I'm pumped to see because I think the art's fantastic in this one yeah. too. Anyway, I can't wait to see the physical copy in my hands though, because all I've seen is pictures yeah. on uh, whatever Instagram or whatever. Seen the videos that they posted. We've, I'm I'm hype on this. Yeah, I time. am too. I think it's going to be a really kind of in that weight, like what we were talking about, that I generally really like. This is like a three point four here, right in that that uh, right now, but it may obviously change based on obviously more people playing it, because not many people have yet. But right. I'm really excited about this game. I cannot wait to get my hands on it. So there we go. I my, totally agree. My number one though is. A game and it's solely whenever we kicked off the episode we said what is out of this list why what makes you get a new game what what's the most the biggest reason i'm starting to get tongue-tied again maybe just because i just get emotional when i think about no, i'm just kidding number one for me is designer and alexander fister is right up there with maybe my favorite designer talking about so many good games great western trail we're talking about uh i don't know man uh we mentioned oh my goods earlier blackout hong kong this guy just makes hit after hit after hit after hit um and you know what one that i've never played mombasa which is really dumb with me because that's probably a lot of people say it's his best game but it just hasn't happened yet it will happen soon uh maracaibo this game maracaibo you thought this was on my list I thought this one was on your list. And it's on my list, and it's number one solely because he may be my favorite designer. It's re- He's really high up there. Um, 
And this game, just honestly, there's not a ton about it. You can't. There's no. There's really no videos. There's no English videos on it. There's a, there's pictures on it. Um, the, the rules are up. The rules are up, so you can check those out. It looks like it's going to be on the slightly heavier end, maybe. Um, on, uh, compared to some of the other games, maybe it's right now. It's a three point six, but again, not. I don't know why. Who knows if that's even accurate whatsoever. Um, but it looks like there's a decent amount to this game. Um, it's kind of got this like piratey looking theme to it, setting to it. It's not really pirates. It's uh, I just see. I guess I see the boat um, steer. What's that called? What's the circular thing that you steer a boat with? <laughs> I'm asking you the question, Dean. I don't. Answer I'm laughing the because I also can't think of what it is. It's like I don't know. What is it called? It's in the Caribbean, so there we go. But what is what what is that? The steering wheel. I got you. This, it's not a, it. the boat steering wheel. <laughs> Everyone's like, ah, it's this, and I don't know what it is. But anyway, the players set sail on a round course through the Caribbean. You have city tiles where you're able to perform various actions and deliver goods. It looks like there's a lot of the mechanics that I love that Fister puts out into this game. I can't wait to play this. I think it's going to be fantastic. It's just called the wheel. Really? A steering wheel on a boat is commonly called a helm. Helm! The steering wheel in the modern version of changing the... uh, I just lost where I was reading. Um, Wheel. Some people just call it the wheel. Some people call it a steering wheel. Well, there you go, Meeple Town. By some people, I mean me. You learn a new thing every day. I I really want to try this one, too. This one's probably number six on my list, and I don't have a whole lot to say. Partly, you know... It looks Hand and cool. card management is big in this game, Fister which I love. sounds cool. I just haven't read through the rules. I could see this game being fantastic. Uh, I haven't played Great Western Trail, but I really, really want to. And this, uh, yeah. It's fantastic. So I guess that's probably why I didn't make my list, but I, I really want to try it, too. I'm telling you, this is a list. I mean, who knows how the games are going to come out, because sometimes I get excited or not that great. I'm feeling great about this list, man. This top five, like, I'm just really excited about all five of these games, and I'm pretty confident they're all going to be at least solid games i am a little less confident after <laughs> you shooting down some games that were on my list but <laughs> but i i'm i regardless i'm pumped about all these games and the truth is I how do you say put, you're less confident but you're pumped so <laughs> that doesn't work i i started putting these games down on my notes in my phone and it just i mean i think i got to 20 and i was at like maybe 200 games and i was like oh boy i'm gonna have to stop this so i had to uh change how i was doing it but i'm pumped about a lot of games that i've seen on this on the essen list that that we saw on bgg that's what the 1200 that i keep referring to and if you've had fun with this dean and i i'm just gonna throw this out dean to make you have to do it oh man we're gonna do a youtube video with our top 10 look at that he's cringing he's like he's going no i don't know if i have time to do this dean is purchasing a new home (laughs) so he's like john but i'm throwing this out there in my busy time of year in in his busiest time of year (laughs) we want let's do a top let's we're gonna do a top 10 so that you'll you'll know our top five unless they change in the next few days which it could it's okay if it does that's kind of fun right maybe i might lose sleep over this I think I can do a top 10 top 10 video so look for that at least on my list coming out really soon because Essen's going to be here soon, so we got to have it before Essen comes out. We can do that. 
That's our challenge to each other. That's it. <laughs> All right. So that is our top five Essen list. I, it really was fun to do this. I enjoy it. Look forward to seeing what comes out and then our thoughts afterwards. But that's going to do it for this episode. Why don't you tell people how they can get in touch with us? All right. So um, if you are enjoying our podcast, we would love for you to rate it. Give us a review. That would be absolutely fantastic. We're also um, on YouTube, as we've mentioned. Just look, search Meeple Town. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and... Twitter. I don't know why I forget Twitter all the time. I do. Meeple Town Games. Just search Meeple Town Games. Come join Board Game Geek Guild 3407. That is it. And that's going to do it for episode number 25, quarter of a century. Woohoo! Thanks for coming down to Meeple Town. <laughs>